Hey, boys, congratulations on 900 episodes. Very proud of you, 11 O'Clock Comics. You know I love you. Oh, this is Tony, please. Uh, Y'all know me. Very excited to come back on. I think I'm going to pop in next week. Uh, But until then, uh, please enjoy this, I'm sure, legendary 900th episode of 11 O'Clock Comics. Miss you guys. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. 900, please kill me. <laughs> Happy birthday to us. You know what? Not for nothing. I was, I was thinking about this the other night walking Onyx. And, and I know that we we, we, you know, we have to pay our respects to, 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 to those who came before us. But even, with, even before podcasting, before any of us decided to sit down with a microphone, but just listening to CGS, mm-hmm. um, we've we've. I mean, granted, I I didn't start even before I physically met Jason. I didn't start talking to him online, talking to Jason online for a while after we were all joined with CGS. But I mean, it's 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 what it's it's like twenty years. A friendship at this point? Did yeah. it like 2003? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my <laughs> oldest son is about to turn 21 next month, and we started the show right after he was born. Or not me. We st- we became friends right after he was born because I remember talking to Vince because you had older, a little bit older kids, and I was just like, it's hard out here being a, a first-time dad. Yeah. It's hard out yeah. Yes. Hey, everybody. Welcome to 11 O'Clock Comics, the most consistent... Yes. And longest running comic podcast with the original cast. Yes, oh, I love it. I was <laughs> waiting for it. That's what I was waiting for. That's the qualifier. Right yes. There. yes, I mean yeah. we are the we are the uh, award that Todd McFarlane wants, right? <laughs> longest running episode. Well, yeah. is the, well, so that's interesting. I guess wouldn't Larson just have that award these days? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, he wouldn't because Dave Sim oh. did three hundred issues of Cerebus. Oh no, I meant like current, like 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 you know, not uh, not retired. But but that's not yeah, true, yeah. right? Because uh, your your boy Gold Digger would have him be right. Fred Perry would definitely. Uh, Fred Perry has done more than Todd. Definitely, he has. Uh, Larson has not done more than Fred Perry. Is is he still? I mean, I'm not asking this as a front. I'm asking honestly. Is he is he still putting out new Gold Digger? I don't know. No, it ended at three hundred one. Okay. But he's going to do a series of uh, short works, miniseries, gold digger-based miniseries, that unfortunately, an artist's out of their damn minds, because they want like nine ninety nine an issue for it. Jeez. And it's, for a regular 30-page comic. I don't know if it's 30. It's not much more than 30, but it's adult-oriented. There's nudity and stuff in it, whereas it, Gold Digger had the cheesecake, where right. this book seems to be just... And Fred has done works in the past that are explicit. So he's going down that. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know. Well, anyway, welcome. It's it's it's, 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 it's episode nine hundred people. Yes, and it I'm Vince is. B. You are Vince B. You think we've been doing this for nine hundred episodes? <laughs> I am David A. Price. That's true. I've investigated that and can verify it because I'm Detective Marvin Flute. You were supposed to be Michael Chiklis. Mm-hmm. No, I'm Detective Marvin Flute. I don't know who you're talking about. Okay, okay Mr. Flute. Dwight Flute, you're not. No, Marvin Flute. I know. I was doing a play. My God. Exit stage Dwight, left. Dwight Schrute, but uh, thank you. It's close, right? You're Jason Wood, unfortunately. And we, we are all together again for this not really a celebration, just business as usual, episode 900, brought to you by CheapGraphicNovels.com. What? CheapGraphicNovels.com. Have the stuff you want, all the stuff you want. At the price you want to pay. OGN, straight paperbacks, manga, them big-ass omnibus that are sometimes painful to read and make your crotch all numb. You can get all that stuff at CheapGraphicNovels.com for a fraction of the retail price. Do yourself a little science experiment. Look up a book on CheapGraphicNovels.com. Check the price. And then shimmy on over to Amazon, check the price there, and you'll be astounded how much less you can get it for at CheapGraphicNovels.com. They're the best. Great shipping, secure packing, wonderful people, and after you place your first order, 
you are going to get an email confirmation. You're going to reply to that email confirmation saying, hey, Max, 11 o'clock comics sent me. Max is going to emerge from his cocoon into a beautiful savings butterfly and anoint you with free shipping on your next order. It's crazy. CheapGraphicNovels.com. Thank you, CheapGraphicNovels.com, for funding this brouhaha. By the uh, way, I got a package from Cheap Graphic Novels yesterday. Nice. I think the thing I ordered was a special order thing, so it's going to take some time to get it. But that's okay. I can wait. I have tons of stuff to read. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, I got to reach out to Max and and put an order in. A couple other things I need to make sure I order as we're preparing the year's worth of, of classic books of the month. But did uh, did Perry go to 301 to do one more than, than Sim? Yes. I'm thinking, so. I'm thinking yes. Yeah, I That's great. That. Yep. Yeah. It, it, 301 was a, a very necessary issue, but the, there was one or two before it that were just like, okay. You know, so I think he stretched it out just to mm-hmm. get that 301, that little <clears throat> on Sim. Excellent. Good but, mm-hmm. you know, Dave Sim did a wonderful thing. It's a monumental achievement. Um, if you just take the art for art's sake, it, it is a classic piece of work that should be read by everyone. It, it shits the bed towards the end, but okay. Um, he definitely didn't stick the landing. But it's still mm-hmm. three hundred issues. It's still a monumental work. Mm-hmm. You got to give him credit, even though he's a he's an asshat. Indeed, yeah. So it is episode nine hundred, but we don't have anything too crazy planned. But I did want to mention because we're not the only big time piece of entertainment that's having a big anniversary this year. Saturday Night Live is having its fiftieth anniversary. I, feel, this year. I definitely feel old. Right? I know. Tell me about it. Um, I, know, I feel like, I agree. I feel like Saturday Night Live is synonymous with our generation and it's like 50. But um, but I, I was curious when I when I realized that, that they were doing their 50th anniversary show this year. They have put out 939 episodes, which for those playing at home means that we have given you more content for your ear holes than Saturday Night Live has. That's ridiculous, people. man. Yeah. Yeah. You're, so, welcome. You're yes, welcome. We don't take summers off. We don't take... We're we're not off before you know award shows because everybody's got to make That's sure right. they're not working. So I mean we've we've been here every week in all well, maybe not all collectively you know during those months when Jason's away, but we're here <laughs> we're, we're we're here in some oh, shape or sure. form at least two of us every week. So yeah, it's listen it's, when know. when I signed my new contract with you guys a few years ago, no. I was given contractually at least six weeks of PTO. So and green M and M's in the dressing room. Yes, yeah. that's right. Gluten-free, haven't uh, Oh, boy. <laughs> must, they must be gluten-free. There was another thing I wanted to mention. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't remember. So, Oh, the d- d- drink roll call, people. That's right. <gasps> yeah. Uh, yes, it is a, a pseudo-special episode. So I thought even if the content doesn't reflect it or the, the overall mood of the episode isn't a party which it always is a party but specifically a birthday party i got uh, something different i took a chance this is called sake baby it's from heaven sake it is sake it is um junmai jinjo regis camus and haka hakushika it's a product of japan of course uh, imported by Miami, Florida, 15.5% alcohol. Jeebus. Woohoo, yes. And it comes in a little, like, porcelain-esque bottle. It's not, I don't think it's porcelain. It's probably glass, but it looks like porcelain. So, it, yeah, sake, baby. Sake to me. Thankfully, it's better than the last two drinking weeks combined. Yeah, you had some shite beer the last Yeah, and, oh, Ooh. I remember what I wanted to say. Everybody in the on the planet is benefiting from my stupidity. Oh. Yes, because I forgot to post 899. Episode yes. was totally edited in the can, in the chamber, ready to be fired into the unsuspecting internets, and I just forgot to post it. So you got 899 yesterday. You're getting 900 today. And on Tuesday, you'll be getting 901. So do the math. Within mm. the space of a week, you're getting three episodes. 
don't uh, don't 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 beat yourself up too much because I was meaning all day Tuesday to pester you to ask you when are you posting it so right. I'll be ready. Mm-hmm. So that's Send all hate mail to admin at eleven yeah. comics.com. Now we didn't. Now I'm laying the groundwork here since it's nine hundred and we we just are having a, a regular old depth. Because listen, I mean nine hundred is an arbitrary number. Let's be honest. It's it sounds it is big, but it's, you keep saying that. But it, it's it's a nice number. It is. But here's my point. My point at at the new at the new methodology of doing two episodes uh, a week, we will uh, we will hit episode one thousand next year. And so I say, since we're all grown ass men, that. When we near to the point where we can kind of look at a calendar and figure out when it's going to actually be, we try and set it up so we do something special for that. Maybe a live app with some, maybe who knows? We'll have to game. We'll have to we'll have to figure out what that special will be. But I think for a thousand, we should turn it up. Okay, don't you think? I mean, that yeah, works for robust. me. I mean, that's a that is I that's mean, a, four. There are many podcasts that go four figures. It's it's completely true. true. You're not lying. The, uh, but what are you drinking? Was, yes, what are you drinking? Well, in honor of this being 900, and also because we were doing some uh, European planning for our vacation, planning for our next trip to Europe, which we're taking next month. Part of my PTO, I'm just letting you know now. Um, oh we were reminiscing about our wonderful trip in last summer to Italy, which, as you know, was phenomenal. And I know Vince is heading to Italy soon. Um and I fell in love with a drink in Italy. I didn't know it existed until we were in Italy. And I was just, it was it was my drink of, oh, the summer after discovering it. So in honor of the 900, the wifey and I prepared uh, a few of these, well, like a, you know, a container full and uh, and enjoyed a little bit of dinner. And then I'm having one right now for, for in honor of our booze. So I'm having a Rossini. Oh, which, nice. Yes. For, for those of you who are wondering what a Rossini is out there. It is Prosecco and Strawberries. It's like a Bellini, much more famous Bellini, right, which is peach and mm-hmm. Prosecco. This is this is just you swap the peach for strawberry. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's really more of a summer drink, but mm-hmm. we're having episode 900 in uh, here in, in February. So. Nice. They sell that at the New Jersey I'm Bougie shop. They sell that. <laughs> Dude, you just open up some Prosecco. You're Italian. You know, Prosecco's like... I know what it is, It's yeah. like fake champagne. It's not even real champagne. But it's you delicious. It is delicious. And then you, you take some strawberries and you grind them up and you put them in there. It's not really... Right. It's kind of bougie. It's really not. It's not. Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, it's, you're not just popping a top and drinking it. I mean, you know, behind the gates of, of Smoke Rise, maybe it's bougie. I mean, listen, this is, wait. Well, Vince toilet paper's bougie listen, behind Vince, the gates of Snow. Vince can joke about my drink being bougie because he he basically just tears open the cardboard container that he's drinking yeah. it from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you <laughs> make mixed drinks every week, so I don't want to hear it from you. Oh, no, no, I would love <laughs> the, to try this. Yeah. Car, I have I, porcelain. That's one thing I don't have in my house, Prosecco. I need to fix that. Yeah, you do. I do. I'm, I'm drinking the, the elixir of my people. Of course. Listen, I'm, I'm married to an Italian. I know what's I'm about. talking about the sake. <laughs> you're not. You're not Japanese in any way. Shape I am. Too? I am. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just yep. yeah. Because all that manga. Yeah. Ask Jace. I am. I couldn't ask him. He left. He left the slack again. So I can't. did he really? Yeah. He left. Yeah, yeah, listen, it's, it's, <laughs> he, he comes and goes with the tide, man. Oh, it's fine. Jace, yeah. I hope you're doing well. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Snake Eyes yeah, left exactly. the pit again. He'll be back. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got yeah. We'll we'll have the uh, the, the the next Inner John book will come out and, and he'll be back. The <laughs> Lord, which is a, it's I... a special. The next Inner John book will be a special. Especial. It's a one shot special. Go ahead. Sorry, it's okay. Uh, courtesy of our boo, Caleb. I am. Well, I I wanted a little bit of a pick me up, and I needed. Um, I needed to get the chill out of the room. So I brewed some coffee and I added a little bit more than a splash of Arkansas straight rye whiskey. So it's not an Irish coffee. It's not a hot tide or anything like that. But there's there's definitely there is alcohol in this coffee. I'm I'm almost hesitant to call it coffee at all. But yeah, so that's that's what I'm going to enjoy for now. Okay, there you go. 
Now, I take it by you not you guys not rec- recognizing my intro as Detective Marvin Flute, and either of you have had the great pleasure of checking out the new cartoon Grimsburg yet. No, no. Um, I don't even know what it's on. Fox. It's Fox. Yeah. I mean, I got I saw it on Hulu, but it's it's oh. part of the new Fox. It's the new Fox animation show. Oh. It is uh, John Hamm plays a beleaguered detective uh, who goes back to his hometown where bad shit happens all the time. I saw I watched the first two episodes working out today, and it was it was wonderful. I loved it. Nice. I'll check it out on Hulu. Yeah. Hulu. Hulu. There you go. I have to fess up a little bit of uh, an addendum to last – was it last episode? Maybe last episode where I broke down the typography of the Dutch. Yeah, you done fucked up. No, I, I, I semi. Semi. <laughs> semi. I, uh, I thought – well, I thought the H in, in Dutch, uh, it was not 899. It was 898. I thought the H in Dutch was from Operation Night Strike. And it does look like that font, but I was in in my quest for the um Utra, the the books I thought that they would go with a book that was buried. I wasn't looking for the obvious, but uh, it was not Operation Night Strike. That font is too elongated to be the H in Dutch. And Tony, our wonderful Tony Fleece, texted me to say, bruh. And and he didn't only <laughs> text me. He put a fucking copy of the issue next to Dutch. Yeah, where he the proof. He did. He had, rece- he had the receipts. He did. The H in operation in, in um, Dutch is none other than Shadowhawk. It's the H in Shadowhawk. And I thought I mentioned that I thought that that's what it was. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We can go back and listen to it. But uh, whatever the case, I was wrong. It's fine. Tony said it, so it's fine. No, I was wrong and, and one letter wrong, which, okay. And Tony was right. And I said, no, man, that's not it. And he goes, no, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. So, I love you, but. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, he, it's true. I was wrong. Tony was right. So let the record stand that I got four out of five letters. Tony got five out of five. For whatever that that's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, well, Tony. Tony was yeah. supposed to be here this episode, and our our twice a week new twice a week formula messed him up. So he thought it would be next week, but it, it he's at Comics Pro now, so uh, mm-hmm. cannot be here. But he I may be here lucky. in spirit. We'll see. Yep. Here we go. Comics people, we ain't got all day. Can I start us off on a real quick, not-so-great note on the comics? I want to get out of the way. Okay, number one, you don't have to ask. Number two, you always go first. So go (laughs) ahead. Okay. Um, We all, I think, fair to say, were curious slash intrigued by the announcement that Penthouse Comics was coming back. Oh, yeah. Were we not? We were into it, right? No, I'm I'm probably going to co-sign everything you're going to say. Yeah, and, and for me, the first thing I saw of it was the... Uh, cover image. Well, there, there's a shit ton of covers actually, but the main, I guess, the A cover in in modern comic parlance um, was drawn by uh, Mabu Mateo Scalera. So I was like, oh damn! I'm like, we got Penthouse Comics back, and they're putting people like like Mateo on the cover. Like this is gonna be off the hook. Well, I got my my issue uh, this week, uh, and it was hella disappointing. I'm just going to, and I, I'm not going to belabor it. I'm not going to go into a big diatribe or like review the book. I will just say that to me, if you're going to revive Penthouse Comics, it, it should be unapologetically sexual. It should be porn. I mean, that's the whole point, right? Like, why would you have that name and it not be porn? And this book is PG 13 at best. Yeah. That was one it's, of my, yeah. Yeah, and like to the point where there are a couple of stories, and let me be fair, there are some incredible creators, incredible creators, very, very uh, incredible artists in particular involved. So, so I have no problem with with the visuals for the most part. I think generally they look good. But not only are the stories not particularly engaging in any way, but um, they're not particularly sexual. In in one of the, I think there are four, four, four illustrated stories, and then there's a real life. Centerfold, which I guess is in homage to you know the, the old original Penthouse magazine, but um, of the four, 
one has no sex at all. Like lit, li- literally, there's no sex in the book in, in the story at all. And then the other three, there's there's sex, but it's it's like um like eighties Skinamax pre ten p.m. It's it's softcore. There's 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 very little. There's there's by design no male genitalia. There's very little female genitalia, and certainly no like no penetration, no sex acts. Like it's all simulated or, or you know like you're watching again like a like a, a Skinamax movie. And then like I said, one of the stories has no sex in it at all. And then even the the, at the end of the book where they have the real life penthouse model the, she's you don't see her 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 genitals either which is again like people might be listening like dude you're a creep like the point here is that it's it's a porn comic like like you like that is what you're supposed to be and penthouse i mean bob guccione was he was like he he was always trying to push the envelope like this isn't playboy right if right. you call this playboy comics i might have been like okay playboy comics i would have read it said that's eh, not that great whatever i'm moving on but this was penthouse comics this was supposed to be raw and it was like anything but and i just i think it's i don't understand it like i wish i could talk to the editors and be like what's what's what are you going for here right i i liken it to the recent announcement that uh oni's going to be doing the ec anthologies yeah yeah N- not that penthouse it has a, a pedigree even close to mm-hmm. what ec mm-hmm. comics had but there was a time in penthouse where guccione pushed the envelope so far there was water sports there was full penetration in in penthouse yep. um and it, it was dangerous like he took his chances all the ads in the back that used to put the bar over the naughty bits or the or the the penetration shots all those bars were gone i mean mm-hmm. it was it, it was nasty and similarly the penthouse comics while I, I i didn't overlook the entire series but there was a lot of explicit nudity in those books sure and i don't remember if there was actually explicit penetration in them but that's okay because there, like like Jason said, there was both male and female full frontal and rear nudity in those books. So uh, the thing that got me was I don't want text pieces oh, in, in, in yeah. my penthouse comics, mm-hmm. and and I don't need to see photographic nudity unless it's by Helmut Schmidt, right? Like if if you're gonna art it up with the nudity, go right ahead or with the live models. But then again, that's not penthouse. Penthouse is look at me. I'm on a lawn chair, examining myself. Right? Sure. Yeah. I just didn't get it either. And and I thought the fact that one of the issues, or maybe all of the, no, one of the issues at the shop was bagged, and I'm sure it was because of the cover. Yeah. Yes, yeah, because of the cover. Yeah. So I don't know. It, I wasn't hopeful at all. Same. And so I didn't. I didn't buy it. I just took a a look at it at the shop. And mm. and while the, the comics were well done. They they weren't anywhere near the the bullseye for penthouse yeah. comics. So yeah. Well, the good news is it's bi monthly. So if you're like many of us and we pre order our comics, I only ended up pre ordering two issues instead of normally you'd be on the hook for three, even if you didn't like a book. So right, I guess bright bright side of life on that. And to their credit, it is ten bucks an issue. They I'm thinking a similarly sized uh, and you know produced magazine would be more than 10 bucks these days so yeah they kept it i think they kept it a little low on the cover price which is nice to see but uh, because after discount you can probably take that home for seven bucks or less right Right. i i didn't even find seven dollars of value in it so no same yeah so let's pump it up let's talk about something great all right go ahead really Oh, okay. Uh, Jason, uh, you may not think this is great because I remember you <laughs> saying something about this book uh, behind the closed door. But this was written by Christopher Yost. And it's been a while, aside from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, since we've seen a, a comics book related credit by Christopher Yost. Remember X Force? Uh, he did the the uh, he had a run on X Men, which was great. Uh, I, I like Yost. It was actually, there was a time when you couldn't say Kyle without Yost, right? Remember, they were, they were always a, a pair. But um, So written by Christopher Yost, illustrated by Val Rodriguez, color art by Dearbla Kelly, letters by And World Design, published by Vault Comics. This is Unnatural Order. 
And if you remember, a na- uh, Vault Comics gave the first issue to retailers for free. Free. You can have it. Do what you want with it. Sell it. Give it away. Sell it for half price. We don't care. Which I thought was kind of neat. And I would like to see if that had any impact on the sales of this book. I think Vault did it again with another title. Can't be sure. Don't commit me to that. But this one they definitely did. They gave it to retailers for free. It has a $4.99 cover price, which normally I would turn away from. Don't like paying five bucks for a comic, right? But I did a little bit of looking, little little, little scientific type page counting, <laughs> and each issue has 40 pages of content. Not back matter, maps, or, or you know, looking into the world of a natural order. 40 pages of sequentials in each issue for $4.99. That, I think, is a very good deal. So I'm continuing to buy this book, not only because it's a good value, but I love the story. It's a weird, off-kilter blend of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror. Like, it's there, there are elements of, of each of those genres in here. It's, it's um, in 2023, that's last year, people, you had a man named Thomas Yodick. He's a terrorist. He was a member of the uh, anti-imperialist Irish Republican Army. In addition to being a terrorist, he's also a druid. What? Uh, he breaches the CERN Large Hadron Collider in Switzerland and ends up remaking the world jumps into the beam of the Large Hadron Collider in operation, and he creates another sun, and he plunges the planet back to circa 54 BC. Where is this going? Like, this is crazy, right? You have a a band of, of unlikely allies sprung up, all of whom experienced loss at the hands of Yodek, and they rise to combat this spread of, of the druid Yodek's foul magics, right? And they're led by Adrena, a witch, a powerful witch, to a member. This group is kind of adrift in a world they no longer recognize or understand. Like, they, they, have, they have memories, but those memories are, are quickly fading. Like, each of them have been wronged in some way by Yodek, right? There's a scene when they're sitting around the campfire and they're, they're retelling or they're telling their stories. And it's like, yes, Yodek ravaged my village and killed my sister. But they can't remember their sister or their, their family members' names. The, the details are, are, are fading. And that's by design because Yodek is stripping them not only of the physical stuff their 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 family members or their village and that but he's also sapping the memories away from them too and uh, the group's pretty cool uh it, it, like i said it's an unlikely band you have a roman centurion named octavius and if you know your history uh rome was none too kind to britain at this period the, the the Roman uh, thirst for imperialism was strong, and they were traipsing all over into different countries, and and Britain was one of them, uh, which makes it extremely uncomfortable that there's a Britain warrior woman in the group called Edgood. It's spelled E-A-D-G-Y-D, which I translate to Edgood. I may be wrong. And the, the pull Octavius has on Edgood is really strange, considering... The history of their two peoples. Like, she's like, you are a good man. I would lay with you. Let's go right now. And he's like, um, uh, we're hunting a druid. <laughs> you want to go screw on the grass? I, I don't think so. There's a, a Hibernian, which is Latin for Ireland, a Hibernian thief named Caden. And for comic relief, you have your Norse slash Icelandic Gunther, who keeps dropping the surter. Searcher's balls, like every everything is 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 tagged somehow to to Searcher, who we know from Walt Simonson's lore, the bad dude, right? So they're being hunted by Yodex shock troops, and these creatures are called daggers, 
and they're foul lupine shapeshifters. They're they're human one minute. They have these these dark these hoods on. You can't really see their facial features aside from blazing eyes and fangs. And and then the next minute they're they're wolf like creatures that are ripping your throat out. And the band has two agendas. Two. They're they're in pursuit. Yeah, they're in pursuit of the tree. This massive tree. That gives Yodek his power. Earth magics, right? Dark as they are. And they're figuring, well, if we destroy the tree, we kneecap the druid and we can take him down. That could be a myth. And the second agenda, they're following a pipe dream. They're they're doing a snipe hunt because it may not be true. Word has it that there exists a man whom even the druid fears. And this man is currently en route to Yodek's burning fields. You ever see the Wicker Man? Either of you? Please tell me yes. Have you seen the Wicker Man? Um, I don't oh. think so. Oh, my God. It's a classic movie. Christopher yeah. Lee's in it. Um, well, anyway, the, the Wicker Man is a construct in which human sacrifices were burned. Like, they made, they fashioned this giant effigy of a human being anthropomorphic thing made out of branches and twigs and trees and and shit, and they would put a human sacrifice in it, and they would burn the wicker man, and thus sacrificing the person inside. Yodek has fields of giant wicker men just crammed with people, and they're all burning. He's just raising the land and the population. And and this, this, supposedly, this man that Yodek fears is on his way to the burning fields. And um, so who does this wick? Does this, this mystery man exist? He sure does. His name is chief petty officer, John Murphy. He's a Navy seal. And he was a member of a squad in 2023. Remember that tasked with protecting CERN and eliminating Yodek. But when the Druid plunged into the collider, so too did Murphy, right? And he was whisked away into this new and terrifying world. But not only does Murphy know the druid's secret, but this is the cool part. Yodek's dark magic has no power over him. It's really cool series. Uh, third issue just came out yesterday. I love every single bit of this series. Because it combines everything I love, right? It's got the horror elements. It's got a little bit of sci-fi with the CERN Hadron Collider. It's very strongly fantasy-based. There's a tease in the first issue that thankfully comes to fruition in the third issue. There's a... Uh, it's called Ellen Trekend. It's a colossal three-headed dragon. And I know what you're all thinking, King Ghidorah. And you would be right, because it's very reminiscent of... Uh, the king. They're, they're sitting around the campfire and it's at night and they got the, the, the thing going and up in the sky you see, very small so he's pre- really high up, you see Ellen Trekkend, this dragon and they're like, you better douse that fire lest that thing come down and, and eat us alive and in the third issue we get to see it and it's awesome. Art's phenomenal. There's a couple of... Um, there, there's a the main cover to issue three. There's a little bit of wonky anatomy on the cover. It's very unfortunate because it it uh, features Adrena the witch. Her head is just not right. So I I bought the variant cover, which is much better. But um, I think the art by uh, Rodriguez is phenomenal. It's dark and gritty and scratchy and, and pustulant and bloody and everything you would expect from a book like this. Um, I just, I, I adore every page of this thing. I don't know how long it's going to go on. Um, on the other side of the pages, I would assume that this story can be wrapped up, not relatively quickly, but in due time, right? Um, and uh, I think if, you, if you're a big fan of not only fantasy, Gunther has the, the best lines. Like, all the dude wants to do is, is fight. That's his thing. He just loves to fight. Anything. He'll, he'll fight poets. <laughs> There's a line in there where he says something semi-poetic, and someone says, well, you're quite the poet. If, if poets are, 
our barbarian masses, whatever, uh, then bring on the poets. Like, he doesn't even know what a poet is. But all he wants to do is swing that, that mighty battle axe. He, he gets it stuck in the head of a dagger at one point, and he claims he can't get the head off. So he's walking around with this battle axe with this head stuck to it. And they're like, aren't you going to take that off? He goes, it's stuck. I can't get it off. Yeah, it's a trophy. It's a war trophy. It's a great book. There, there's humor in it um, and a, a whole bunch of other things. So if you like good fantasy horror sci-fi comics, get this from Vault. It's a natural order, and it's great. This is the one that, that they gave everybody for free, right, through DCBS? Oh, the my first God. Issue? Yes. Yes, I, yes, yes. it is. <laughs> well, no, because you you said that you, you started your soliloquy by saying that I didn't like it, and I was like, I never read this book. No, you didn't like it, and I told. Then that's when I said they gave it away for free. But you were probably, I don't know. No, well, okay. I didn't. I was you, as soon as you said that I didn't like it. I my mind went to probably the, like, wait a minute, I, what are you talking about? I, I didn't even read this, but okay. You anyway. did. Oh, you got oh. it. You got. It was nice uh, that DCBS gave this away to their uh, patrons, subscribers. Mm-hmm. If, if you bought from DCBS, they included this in your box. Yeah. Which kind of sucks for me. They actually gave me two of them. Which kind of sucks for me because I bought it at the local shop and love them like a brother, but I was charged for it full price. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, brother's got to make a dollar. I don't care. Gotta make. Yeah, I don't care at all. I don't care. But yeah, even I, though I I have three copies of the first issue and I paid full price for one, I feel like I got a value. At forty mm-hmm. pages, yes. What's I up? Look for it. No, hey, you, you um, have it. I might. I, you should. I, to, I should. I should. But I have. I. I still have. I. I, I may. But I. I, I probably. I, I definitely got some unwrapped sleeves of, of of DCBS issues next to me. So I. It may be here. It may not be here, depending on how little single issues I ordered that month. But I'm looking at the cover of of the third issue, and I. I. Don't know if I don't know if that's just a, a a coloring issue or if it's like if it's the light shining on her. But but yeah, it is the way the space between her arm and body. Oh, you, is must the same color you must be looking at color. You must be as the background. Yeah, yeah. The 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 gaff is obvious. You'll see it. It's it's her head. It's not positioned. Oh, right. okay. Just from all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it looks like her neck is okay. I get you. I get yeah. you. It's just her head looks like it's up too high and a little to the. It's it's yes, just not. It's not right. Over. It's not yes. right. Yeah, I'm not saying it's Liefeld Captain America bad. But oh yeah, it, no, no, it, no, no, no. I mean, he's tell what it is, but yeah, because of her hair, it's throwing. Yeah, it's I a little wonky. But yeah. the yeah the 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 Rodriguez's style is is very. I don't um, like the first issue. It's very unique. It's unique. Um, no noteworthy and different and i like it i love it yeah get it what else we got tits <laughs> tits we already <laughs> talked about the penthouse yeah we did bring it more than enough tits in there <laughs> a little more tits uh, da, 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 da. um let's see we got uh Well, I know I know this is on Jason's list because I read it this afternoon. But um, the second issue of of Pine and Merrimack um, keeps the good times rolling. It was a, uh, and what I liked about it is that Kyle isn't really wasting any time because you get to the end of the second issue, that that last page, and like. Some mysteries, some writers like to kind of drag out a little bit, but but not not so much here. So I really appreciated that. But everything up to that point with 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 our heroes, with with Parker and Linnea getting, um, you know, trying to get to the bottom of of the mystery that they were hired to solve. Um, that was uh, it, just reading it was was uh, close to intense because there was. There was definitely some drama. There were some close calls, um, and and I don't knowing Kyle's other works, uh, I'm 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 hesitant to to be the type of person who who thinks that a writer is using their characters to speak for them. But I I absolutely give him um, the props for uh, having. 
Hemingway is so um, adamant about not even wanting to be in the vicinity of 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 an automatic weapon, let alone have her husband pick one up to use. And uh, it, it's it's a little it, it. I might even say it's refreshing compared to some other stories that that, that, that we read these days. But uh, the second issue was was just absolutely fantastic because like i said it it, it uh whereas the first issue was fantastic in setting us up and, and and introducing us to the characters now we're seeing them uh in in action and uh they're getting a little bit more on the i'm not going to call them supporting cast well maybe jody but uh, a little bit more on the people in this town especially uh the woman who is absolutely a uh a, a a trumper who takes that no no uh no blame no responsibility for her actions blaming the person who yes put on display that you know the private investigator didn't make you cheat on your husband the private investigator just told your husband what he asked to know and and it's your own fault but you're going to blame everybody else except yourself for your own actions and it's that's that's just i part of me wants this this woman to end up in uh beneath the trees where nobody sees so she can be done away with <laughs> but i i just think uh yeah this is i i know we just recently read and talked about the first well i recently read and we talked about it the first issue but um this was uh like i said i i just it it wasn't uh there were only you know aside from the 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 opening scenes where uh she's getting coffee the the the, the majority of the issue takes place on this uh on this island where um where uh the human trafficking is uh is, is eh, kind of like headquartered but uh but no it was it was an absolutely fantastic issue uh i i am anxiously waiting for uh for issue number three um but yeah it's it's probably i don't even know what i'm saying probably it's going to get uglier before it gets before we get to the uh the end of before they solve this case and get the end of the mystery but this was uh this was a fantastic issue i i, I know we really liked the first issue but i um the 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 second is uh is, is re- it, it is a fantastic follow-up um no no missteps at all no uh no no taking it easy the 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 kyle and and fron are still just uh pedal to the metal with 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 this series only two issues in did you like it did i like it no did jason like it uh yeah I did yeah I mean Galan is Galan's artist he's like he's the he's the front runner for for my favorite artist this year I, I like the artist be ridiculous um yeah no, I'm with that but, I mean it it uh, it continued um you know off the strong first start and it really did jump right to the action I mean this was a very action packed second episode issue so I like that they're getting right to it um you know I have my suspicions it won't last very long just because like comics these days don't last very long unless they're you know some kind of like big hit. But uh, but I'm gonna sop up every. I mean the Galan art, dude. I would, I'd put it in a bowl, put some whipped cream on, it, and eat it for dessert. It's ridiculous. Wow, wow, whipped cream. Even. Why would you seriously? It, well, gluten free free whipped cream. So why <laughs> why would you destroy a comic like that? No, no. I mean, just if I could, if I could manifest his art into something edible, I would I would gobble it up. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, this this book, I read the first issue. I haven't gotten to the second yet. But if you take it exclusively on visual terms, this book looks better than almost everything on the stand. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah, it's just ridiculous. The the, the caliber of, of artists that, that Galan is, is just, like, it, yeah, it is very European looking, and rightly so. Yep. Um, I would not be surprised if this came out in individual albums like the the band SNA size because I think this is very much on a caliber with that stuff. It is just astoundingly pleasing to look at. 
Mm-hmm. And I've become more attuned to the espionage crime. Not really, you stuff. haven't. But... Yes, I have. <laughs> so grown up. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the, sure. the, the, the title graphics are uh, kind of brave, where it's just like a, a little, almost a watermark, like a, just a little stamp. Like you're reading yeah. Pine. It's, it's, it's understated. It's clean. Um, thankfully, it's not serif, but uh, it's it's just I, <laughs> I like that the ampersand. Yes, I'm talking about the typography. I like mm-hmm. that the ampersand is is color, uh, and the 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 principal players are not; they're white. I think it's a really nice, smart, clean, effective logo type. Like it a lot. Tasteful, even you don't seem mm-hmm. tasteful. Yeah, I mean they could have gone with the with 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 the uh, street sign style logo, right? Or no, see, yeah, that I, would have been, yeah, yeah, that's expected, right? Right. I'm, I'm glad they didn't. I, I just I like yeah, because super it's glad not, they didn't do that. And I don't also, know. I'm weird. I like it when they number issues. Yes, with just yes, yes. Not not numerically when they the actually two, T-W-O. T. I like that a lot. Yeah. There's it's another the, um, there's another book I was reading. I think that the oh. Um, yeah, there was, I, I, there's definitely, um, not Petrolhead, but there's definitely another book or two that um, that does spell it out. Is it Sacrificers? I think, um, I don't remember. Yeah, my brain's fried. I don't, I don't remember if, if they it's numeric or not. But yeah, I, you, there is another book out there that does that too. Um, yeah. So, yes. Jason, what you got good? Um, we have talked about um, the Brubaker Phyllis Phillips group quite a lot over the last few years. I'd say, uh, you know, probably more than anybody else. Fair to say. Um, And I managed to finally catch the second half. So issues four, five and six of the Enfield gang massacre, which from a continuity perspective, probably about a year ago, we had a, conversation on the show maybe it was even longer time flies but about how there just aren't enough good western comics and how we'd love to see more western comics <clears throat> and this certainly fit the bill we mentioned this uh, book in its early going um but it's, it's basically a few days in uh in this town in texas where uh a gentleman of enfield is being hunted by a very famous uh texas ranger who comes out of retirement to capture him for a crime he didn't commit he was framed for it and, um, you know, you can, ju- you can tell by the title of the book that it doesn't end well for just about everybody. And, uh, and, and we get the, we get a very much a twilight zone conclusion, um, which I didn't see coming. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect to see a twist ending like that. Um, I, I don't particularly think it was all that of a, like, I don't think the twist was all that, like all that in a bag of chips per se. Um, it, it kind of rang a little hollow for me. I'm, I'm being vague cause I don't want to spoil it. But but nevertheless, I mean, I think that this was one of those things where um, <clears throat> the journey was certainly worth it, even if I thought that landing wasn't phenomenal. It's like, uh, you know, like The Sopranos, like didn't love the final episode, but The Sopranos is still one of the greatest shows of all time. Um, but in essence, the, the star here, I think, is very much Phillips, Jacob Phillips, because not only does he do a great job evoking the old West, but this book is violent AF. I mean, everybody gets shot and killed pretty much except for a very few last men standing or women as, as the case may be. Um, and he just does an amazing job of rendering this, these gunfights. And I just felt like I was back to being a kid watching Westerns with my dad. We loved, we both love the genre and just have such fond memories of watching everything from the, you know, the spaghetti Westerns with Eastwood to, things like Silverado, you know, more modern stuff, just, just love, love that genre. And it, it had a very nostalgic feel, this book, even though it's written by two people considerably younger than I am. So, um, yeah, if, if you're craving a, a Western comic and you want to get in and get out, because this is, we're definitely not getting more of this. I assure you, uh, based on how it ends. Um, I, I definitely think it's, it's a terrific, uh, feather in the cap of, of, of the Western genre, which we just don't have enough of in the last couple decades. So the Enfield gang massacre. Yeah. Get it, get it. It is a tie-in to that Texas blood. It is, yeah. And and based on that, I was a little hesitant to – because I haven't read a lot of that Texas blood. I've only read like the first four. Uh, I was a little bit hesitant to to order the trade, which is in this month's – You you don't need to have – 
the fact that it ties into Texas Blood is merely fun if you're into that Texas Blood. It, it has this book is completely standalone. It has well, ultimately, I ordered it anyway. Yeah, because, yeah. because I do love Phillips's work, and like yourself, there is a dearth of Western comics these days, yes. which our buddy Scotty is trying to correct because his mm. next book uh, is a Western. It is Jorge Corona. Indeed, yes, I forget the name of it. But it is, it'll be solicited in the coming previews. The one we're going to get in like a week. The one we're going to get next week. So yeah. I'm all about it. I'm down with it. It's called Ain't No Grave, right? Okay. Yeah, Ain't No Grave. Yeah. yeah. It looks phenomenal. And it's from Scotty, so you know it's going to be well written. And to be clear, that's a Western fantasy because Scotty. Even better. is all about that fantasy. Yeah. Even damn better. Well, friend. it's it's better for you. I, I, I'm. It may or may not be better for me. It depends. <laughs> well, this is just your world. We're all just living on it. Of course, well, it, yes. it is. It is facts. Yeah. <laughs> it's facts. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Do mm. they print that image um, catalog that is an addition to the previews? Or do they, is that just, so. that's just mm. digital? I think that's done. Digital. I mean, you guys would know that more than I would because you would more likely to see it at your... <clears throat> LCS is guys. I don't even think digital. they do that anymore because the, the image section is just folded into the, the more or less the the back section of of the previous catalog. Yeah, so if they're yeah. just if, if they're minimizing it to that, like the dark horse section, I don't I, I don't think they waste the money on a standalone catalog. Right, they have to make room for all the dynamite pages because that shit's important. That's half. That's half. Yeah, previous. it's a lot. It's a lot. I was delighted. To see that in the la- in the current previews, the comic section is the majority of the catalog now. the The games very slim. Yep. The the uh, collectibles <laughs> not all that much. Mo- I mean, uh, the collectible section. The post COVID. <laughs> right. The collectible section is about a third of what it used to be, which yeah. is very good because if you're ordering collectibles through previews, you're a silly beast because you can get that stuff much cheaper elsewhere. But whatever. Um, so yeah, hey. We want to thank our elephants for tromping on the kitchen floor. And we also <laughs> want to thank our sponsor, CheapGraphicNovels.com, for uh, being there for us. Omnibu Editions, Trade Paperbacks, Manga, the uh, OGNs, all that stuff is far less priced then you're going to be able to get it anywhere else. And remember, you order, you get an email, you reply to the email, you say 11 o'clock comic sent us, free shipping on your next order. Also, take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com mm-hmm. forward slash 11 o'clock comics. It's all focused around the Slack now, more or less. For $5, you get a bonus episode, which is right now our book of the month. And goddamn, if DAP didn't schedule the book of the month for the remainder of the year. So there'll be no deliberation on anything we're going to talk about, because he's got a beautiful list right there. He can even hear it. $5 will get you the, the bonus episode. $10 will get you the bonus episode and access to the Slack. And the whole world of comics and comics fandom opens up to you. You get fanzine <laughs> da- Shut up. You get fanzine downloads, page a day. You get cover a day. You get audios, videos, camaraderie, all that shit. Out of print stuff. It's all in the Slack. And at $10 a month, it's like the cheapness. So uh, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. Speaking of the cheapness, I don't, I don't know if you people listening are uh, watching your dollars. Um, I don't know how free you are with your money, but I would think in these times that everybody's just trying to cut a little bit of corners, make their comic book dollar go farther, uh, further. Uh, I'm that way. And when I see a value, I know it. What if I told you that you can get a 156-page prestige format, magazine size, comics anthology printed on thick paper? I mean, the weight of this thing, you can kill a bug, definitely, with it. Easily kill a bug with this thing. It is heavy as hell. You know what I'm talking about, my friends? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Clusterfucks Comics. Yes, number, you are. Number yep. six, which I recently received in the mail. Same. Thanks, Cam. It's only $10. 156 pages of great paper square-bound magazine format for $10? Are you kidding me? Yeah. You cannot find a value like this. Not a, so, all right, proof is in the pudding. 
even though form factor, it's inexpensive. It wouldn't be worth a damn if the stuff inside wasn't of value. And this thing is just chock full of great comics stories. Like, I have favorites. There, there, there are a couple or three of them in here that really, really spoke to me. Um, there's a strip by Alex Daikaiju called Sever the Head of the Demon, which is just monster on monster and robot carnage. It's crazy. Um, it's beautifully drawn. It's fun. Hand-lettered typography. Yeah, you, you got me. There's Erwin um, Papa. There's a beautifully drawn strip called The Angriest Warrior that if uh, Titan is looking for an artist to fill in on an issue of Conan, they know where to go because this is just extremely well drawn. Um, great panel composition, wonderful use of blacks. It's all that. But the one that really grabbed me by the throat was from our man, Tony Ayupi. Nice. The, the Aqua Barbarian is back in here, and he just holds these pages down and steps on their neck. Like, this is just gorgeous, amazingly visceral stuff. Um, it's pan-genre, so there's a lot of stuff going on in here. I'm not going to spill the beans, but my man can draw a horse. Horses are not easy to draw. They are not. Especially in action. And mm -hmm. you have giant crustaceans and massive bloodletting and the aqua barbarian and undersea realms. It's just wonderful. Oh, my God. This issue is so good. So do you, let's see if there's a, there's a place to order this. Um, yeah, but if you want it, you can either email Cameron Hathaway, our delightful editor, at um, clusterfuxcomics, that's C-L-U-S-T-E-R-F-U-X, comics with an X, at gmail.com. Just do a search for it. There's no, uh, there's at, you can find them on the socials, at clusterfuxcomics. Um, I wish there was like a, 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 a URL that I can give these people to order this damn thing. But I don't see one. Uh, no. Oh, shoot. Um, Is it still Cammy's Comics Corner? Cammy's Comic Corner dot com. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Clusterfox Comics, F-U-X, Comics with an X, number six, um, thankfully denoted as number 666 on the cover. It's amazing. Go get it. Yeah. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. you're exactly right. Cammy's Comic Corner dot com slash comics with an X. I'm glad he's making this stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. and he's, he's he's doing it nice and consistently too. It's spreading too because every time on my Insta, mm -hmm. I'll see, hey, this is Joe Bob from Joe Bob's Comic Emporium, where recently got Clusterfuck's comics. I'm like, yes, it just keeps proliferating, and it's great to see. Love it's, to see it's it. It's just fucking great. Just mm -hmm. fucking great. Yeah. Um, this was. I, I, I was I was really really um, pleased to see this. Well, the way it was presented, um, because we've we've seen annuals run the gamut between like just kind of being a tryout book or part of an event or the launch of something. Uh, but what I liked about Batman Superman World's Finest Annual 2024, uh, while the first story, which has some fantastic art by uh, Edwin Galman, it's, it's written, the first short story is, is written by Mark Wade and Cullen Bunn. And it is, uh, it's called Imp Herald, with IMP being in, larger than the rest of the word uh and we are in the fifth dimension with all the imps of uh of of well justice league version of of a bunch of imps except green lantern and and uh and green arrow are um are basically kind of like merged together as as uh as one as one character so the first the first story kind of um looks to uh, set something up that's going to continue in 
Batman Superman World's Finest number 25. So that's the, the, this was just a little setup story. But what I liked about the rest of the annual is it was just reminiscent of the World's Finest books from back in the day, especially the dollar books, because where while you did get maybe a Captain Marvel serial and a Green Arrow serial and maybe a Zatanna done in one story uh, or, or a Plastic Man done in one story. And this, these are pretty much the stories in here um, include a metamorphosis story, which kind of does a quick little recap of, uh, of his origin and, uh, and the reveal of someone he thought was long lost. Um, a, uh, a Bumblebee story from right kind of before she was, she, she, Karen became Bumblebee. Uh, there's a pretty cool challenges of the unknown story. This one's written by Christopher Cantwell and uh, Jorge Fornes on, on art. Um, and a, I think there was one more. Uh, no, that was it. So, so you had those, uh, like I said, aside from the first story, which leads into upcoming stuff, uh, everything else was, was, it was, they all kind of read as though they could lead to other things. So it's, it, it's a nice little launch pad more or less. And, and maybe these will be the creative teams. Who knows? This is like the first appearance of of these uh of, of maybe the metamorpho and and challengers run but the uh the issue itself was just a lot of fun it, it you didn't need to read you didn't need anything else going into this these are all pretty much standalone stories uh or and again that first story's case a tease or, or at least a, a a prologue but um yeah, I think uh, I, I, I'm not going to talk about the arc that just finished uh, in, in the main World's Finest title uh, right now. But but the annual was just a nice little uh, nice little respite from from any any of the other ongoing stories, ongoing titles that uh, that I'm currently reading. This was just a nice little uh, nice little time spent. With a couple of, with, with with a few characters that I'm familiar with, uh, although maybe slightly tweaked and uh, and changed here and there, but I, I cannot get over the art in that uh, in that first story. That was that was just that was fantastic with a pretty funky Dan Moore cover, of course. Uh, so yeah, in your travels, if you're not reading the ongoing Batman Superman World's Finest, check out the uh, the annual for uh, a hint of things to come. Mm-hmm. You haven't read it yet. Um, in your travels, the Energon universe keeps doing us right, Vince. It of course, it right. does. Yes, yeah, it does. Um, quickly, Cobra Commander number two. Mm. Here's the thing: why I'm all sorts of happy because in this universe, they actually kill people. <laughs> like they actually like it's war. They actually people actually die and they die violently, which even though. My Joe Love is from the 80s in the cartoon where nobody died, so you'd think I'd be okay with it. I'm a grown-ass man these days, and I want to see people die if you're running around trying to kill each other and blow each other up with vehicles and weapons every single episode or issue in this case. Um, but yeah, so this continues that miniseries written by Joshua Williamson with art by Andrea Milana. This is the first. Uh, this series is the first time I'm seeing her work. And we in this issue we get an opening scene of the dreadnoughts uh uh in in specific ripper and buzzer uh interrogating some gentlemen who are encroaching on their turf and they use those weapons that they always had in the old action figure in the cartoon these these you know these these power tools basically that they never used and uh, and they use them to chop their rivals to pieces yeah. blood splatters everywhere and yeah. I loved it it's unpleasant it's great it's yeah. great mm-hmm. yeah um you know uh, it's a little weird to, to not see torch because they're very much a package deal and like every time they've ever been mentioned so I don't know where torch is but um and then we get a lot of the you know Cobra commanders off the reservation he's left Cobra Law. And he uh, has a handler that they sent with him who's um, 
I assume he's like a nemesis enforcer in a costume, like in a, in a human-looking visage, but we don't really ever get that explanation. Not that we needed it. Um, and um, we see Pythona in this, which I thought was awesome. Um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, but, but the main thing is that I love that the Dreadnoughts are actually violent enforcers, which would make sense. Uh, if you're a biker gang that carries around power tools and works for Cobra, you would think that you would be pretty violent. So, um, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's continuing to please me, which is great. More than I can say for... For the uh, at least the story of the of the Hama book, the Dreadnoughts are unhinged to say the least. Oh yeah, yeah, and they should be. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's great to see them. All right, everybody, do yourself a favor. Go to your comic shop local, buy some comics, read them, enjoy them, talk about them online. Maybe come to our Facebook page, or better yet, join our family and jump into the Slack where we talk about comics all the time, every day, twenty four hours a day. Um, in the meantime. You know what you got to do, people. You got to say goodnight. (laughs) David. I love it. Good night. I'm not singing it. What a great friggin' song. That's a really good song. I don't care if he was coked to the gills. It is a great That's song. That's why it's a great song. song. That's a good song. Good times, good times. Yep. You're going to screw it up. Screw it up. You super you sucky. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I get That's so indignant. You get so indignant. He does. How dare you? <laughs> Not even. Did you say David? Yes. Oh, it's buried in there somewhere. Yeah, I didn't either. Yes, yes, because you all were talking about something screwed up. See, see what happens. (laughs) All right, people, you please come back next time, regardless of what you heard on this episode. (laughs) Thank you. We'll be waiting for you. Tell them how much you love them. Tell them so much. All the love. Thank you for being here for nine hundred. Stick around for nine hundred more. For real. You can come with me to David and Jason's funerals. (laughs) <laughs> and we'll maybe we'll keep the show going with new hosts. Well, at our new at our new pace, nine hundred episodes would be nine years from now. So it's not impossible. It's a thing. I'm not going to quit, you guys. The inverse is probably not true. Twenty thirty three. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and if any of us die, it ain't gonna be to be renamed. What? Oh. Say bye. <laughs> That's it for that one.